We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by SoRare. I am Andrew Laird from SoRare Data. You can find me on SoRare as Lairdino, joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on SoRare. Apologies that we were a little delayed today, but for all of you who were trying to get your DFS stuff in, that's where you were getting it. So hopefully good luck to all those who are uh, tomorrow, but we are not here to talk about DFS. We're here to talk about SoRare. Andy, somebody mentioned in the chat that because we were late, maybe the boom, maybe the next boom actually isn't coming anymore. The boom is off. It's off. It's yeah. No more boom. <laughs> See you next week. Yep. That's it. That's the podcast. That's the podcast right there. No. Um, so there were a few things that we wanted to discuss specifically about this, whether another boom is coming. Firstly, do you think another boom is coming? Like, now ish i think we're already in one. Oh, yeah do you think it's because there's one person spending all the money or is it because a lot of people are spending some money uh i think it's both of those things yeah. but one person is definitely helping helping the the cause there it what's funny to me is that we talk to a few people who would be considered whales easily. And even they're like, this is nuts. Like, <laughs> this is so much money. But obviously for those, I, I feel weird talking about somebody that we don't know, like so specifically, but, yeah. um, but I can't avoid it because everybody seems to be talking about it. But this, um, I don't even know how you say it. A bottle bore, a bottle bore. Like, how are you saying it? A bottle bore. A bottle bore. All right. So a bottle bore, whoever this is, uh, has currently has a so rare data roster valuation of just shy of 270 ETH, which is a little over a million dollars. And Wait, you been, said 270 ETH? 270 ETH. Okay. And by the way, he just bought another TAA. <sighs> so <laughs> it's wild. So the... So 270 ETH, it's 121 rare cards. Was the TAA a rare card? Yeah. Okay. We'll give we'll give them 122 rare cards, 91 super rares, and 10 uniques. You forgot one more card. 
What was the other? He has one limited. <laughs> oh, and one limited. You're right. <laughs> I assume the limited was the joining referral card. Uh, I think so. It was 11 days ago, and it has a little gift box next to it. So, And he Props. got a Kim Dong bum. So there you go. Props to whoever got that as a referral, unless it's an affiliate. And if it's an affiliate link, that's probably all the affiliates you need. Yeah. <laughs> after that's, this. It's crazy. So... Yeah, so some people were pointing out, I'm just going to bring this up on the stream. Apologize, apologies to those who uh, are listening because you won't be able to see this, but it's basically just the uh, SoRare data chart of the owners of N blockchain cards that everybody's familiar with. And the way that it's moved recently, let me see if I can, there we go. So we've described this, like we can't even call it a hockey stick because it's like even greater than that, but it's like not really slowing down. Uh, we're at, I think we hit, do we get to 65,000? My mouse is not a 64,038 as of today for one card. It's kind of crazy to see that there's almost 25,000 people with 10. Like that seems like a lot of people. What, which, so we've had this conversation before and I know Surface has brought it up a couple of times. So yeah. I'll, I'll shout him out if he's in chat, but which one of those, which one of those stats is the most important? Do you think 150, 25, which one? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think you could make an argument for any of them. The difference between one and two seems a little funny to me. Like, yeah, I don't know why you would stop it too, but <sighs> my brother-in-law falls in the category of one card. He bought a card um, about a month ago and was just like, uh, he didn't know what to do. And he just got kind of like lost and just ended up not doing anything else, which is probably good because he bought a limited card for like 60 bucks and it's worth like 30 now. He just bought, he bought a bad card. <laughs> I was looking at it on Thanksgiving and I was like, man, what were you doing? He's like, I don't know. I just bought one. I just bought one. I mean, there are plenty of people who just buy five to get the referral re reward, which I think they, I think they do a poor job of explaining that that card is not like a lottery. Like, yeah, nobody's getting like a great card. I will say that I got a referral reward the other day, and it was a rare card, which was funny because like everywhere says it's limited. And this is the second rare card that I've gotten since they said they're all limiteds. Are you sure that it wasn't from like Mega or like a So Rare Data League or something? I don't think any of those give away rare cards. And to be honest, I'm not that good enough to, oh, <laughs> to win cards from those anyway. It was definitely a referral reward. Like in the, it brought me to the to So Rare. I clicked on the little box, and yeah, it was a rare card that I have since sold. But yeah, I don't know what the number is. Quinny here in chat is saying it's five and ten are the ones he looks at. I think Sam it's 25 because there's no going back from there. <laughs> like that's the point of no return. Once you hit, once you hit 25, you you're, you're in. Well, so the, what I thought was like, I think one was important for a while. And the reason why, and I was reminded of this because I was watching some of uh, simply Alex's videos, like his older ones, like I yep. hadn't seen the older ones. So I was like, Oh, let me go back and see. And he started back when you could play, I mean, we all remember this. You could play one rare card in the rookie league back in it was called the rookie league. And you could only play so often. That's a good and point. It was like, there was a benefit to buying one because you could use one in the rookie league and you could captain it. 
So it was like the one card, it was like, all right, you're taking the rookie league a little more seriously. But then like, it's really like, I almost wish we had four because like, you don't need five to play, uh, what do we call it now? All-star rare for the threshold. Like yeah. most people who are like grinding ETH don't buy a rare goalie and they shouldn't like, as long as commons are allowed there, like that's what you should use. So I don't know, five or more. Like, I wonder what the difference is between four or more and five or more. I'll have to. Could we get a could we uh, get a feature request for a chart that has um, maybe a limited version and a rare version, and then like a total version of this? Well, this is the total version, right? But like a limited version or a rare version would be I'll interesting see to do. see because it would be interested to see like are rares growing at the same pace or rate as say limiteds my my guess would be no but my guess would be like it's not remotely close but yeah i don't know yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry sam that'll be behind a paywall soon sam oh there you go there you go (laughs) so you think 10 is the point of no return no 25 oh do you think bigger. you could own 24 cards and still be like, eh, I don't know if I'm in yet. Eh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> it's somewhere between 10 and 25, though. I think you can get to 10 and then be like, uh, this isn't for me. But I think once you're at 25, you're pretty pretty well down the path. So we're close to hitting 10,000 people with 25 cards. Yeah. Is that a lot? It seems like a lot. I don't know. It still does not seem like a lot. So 10, let's see, 1, 2, 5. 10 is this smaller one here, right? That doesn't seem to add up. But that doesn't seem to be growing as quickly. The one card seems to be the fastest, which seems obvious, but there's that. But just number of people who own at least one card is not it. We've got to look at this auction volume, and then I actually prefer the secondary market. Why why do you prefer the secondary market here? Uh, I just feel like it gives a better indication of like people who like maybe I'm wrong because the limited like it seems like every player has a limited auction every day but it just seems like if you for it I could continue to want to look at like rares and super rares basically and it just seems like the secondary market is just so much more has much more volume and so that's what I want to look at maybe Hmm. that's just stupid though I don't know so the auctions seem pretty high yeah, the auction is, what is that? It's like really consistently between maybe like 80, 90 ETH and 160 or so. I don't know. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, we're at 81 here. August 167, this wonderful spike. Where did we get there? October? That's probably when PSG got released or something. 380 in one day. My gosh. Yeah, or... I'm just trying to think of dates that probably around PSG or it could have been one of the whole leagues too. Like when, when, when those whole entire leagues dropped, yeah, there's probably good spikes. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to address this uh, Vespasian 10,000 is not a lot for a global fantasy football game, but it's quite a lot for a global fantasy football game built on the blockchain using ETH as its currency. I think 10,000 for that many, I mean, it's not 10,000 users like 10,000 is the, 25 or more like you're well in the game i would say the now now i'm like actually putting it down i think the five cards is where is like actual users forty thousand or so yeah like that's people who can play 
other than the casual league. Sam, why do you think the auction and volume graphs are useless? I think so. I don't. I don't know that the blockchain stuff is important. I mean, they've they've made it to where it's pretty seamless and hidden in the in the weeds. I get that like there's some obscurities with it, but like um, you, for instance, kind of came came in knowing nothing about the Ethereum blockchain or how to use it, and you figured out how to get cards and um, I don't know. It is, it's certainly a roadblock. I could figure it out anyway. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a roadblock, but I mean, I, I I don't think that it's, I don't know, I think I think this stuff's just getting to be more and more mainstream, and I don't I don't want to like put that as a qualifier on it anymore. I actually don't know if it's getting more mainstream or they're just getting better at making it seem like you could play without worrying about crypto. Crypto is certainly getting more mainstream. Oh, th- that I that I agree with, but I'm th- yeah. saying like I don't know, like the entire like onboarding and the ability to buy with a credit yeah. card, like you you could theoretically never think about ETH, right? And probably be okay. Like you'll you'll it helps you understand like why prices and fiat move a little more, but I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think they it it seems to me that. Every day that goes by, SoRare tries to, I don't want to say like distance themselves, but like they try to not focus on Ethereum as much as they have in the past. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And I want to say, I just saw Harry Trades came into the uh, chat here. Harry, I was watching some of your videos earlier today. So good, uh, nice work there as well. So Sam makes, I like this point that, so it doesn't normalize for ETH value, which that I don't know if I even care about, but it's the amount per user and that we can care about. Like a bottle bore is probably <laughs> the equivalent of lots of users, but it's only one person. And if he or she decides, you know what, this is not for me, then that chart looks a little different, I think. I think what really, it's it's really weird because it's almost exponential too. Because when he comes in and spends 280 ETH, that means it's 280 ETH back into users pockets that they can start spending and you really get that that uh exponential effect where those people start spending them so i'm glad you brought that up because the one thing i noticed is how much is spent on the secondary market as opposed to auctions yeah so that's right like lots of so rare managers have made a lot of money selling cards to this one other manager yeah like 288 ETH spent on manager offers and i mean if we do the math here you said that his gallery was worth about 270 ish and i I mean the values on server data may not yeah the uniques get a little wonky but he spent through what is that 350 350 ETH. yeah that's so much money I mean, I know he's overpaid for some things, but I think mm-hmm. for the most part, um, I don't know. Did you get any offers? No, oh, I did, and I messed up. I, I don't think I've told you about this. No. Uh, I know you got an offer. I got an offer, offer from a bottle for uh, Barco. And Barco is actually a really cool card for me. Sam and Chet, 
him and I kind of exchanged cards for uh, Christmas last year, and I got the I got the better end of that one. He gave me Barco, and I gave him Brian Lozano, uh, Brian Lozano, I should say. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, I definitely got the better end of that one. So I felt weird like selling it first of all, but uh, so he he sent me an offer of 0.35 or something. I think it was 0.35, and immediately I was like, I'm not selling this card. I'm gonna just keep it. So I uh, uh, immediately declined the off- offer and didn't even look at SoRare data. But like 15 minutes later, I pulled up SoRare data and I just looked up Barco, and he was sitting there on the secondary market for like 0.26 or 25 or something. I could have sold the card and then bought back from the secondary market yep. and pocketed, I don't know, 0.1 ETH or something. So I felt like I felt like a failure after that. I was like, please send another offer, Avon. Yeah, yeah, please. Never mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Click the wrong button. Quinny saying he came after his Barco Super Rare, which I can't fathom knowing how Quinny protects his cards and knowing how much he likes Barco. I have to imagine it would have taken 10 ETH to get him from him. Yeah, Barco is one of those scary guys, though, that's probably going to move this winter. Um, you think? I don't know. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't, but I think that there's some fear associated with him that he will. And if he does, uh, I doubt he's going to go to a league that he crushes as hard as the MLS. Yeah. Well, nobody can, nobody crushes like MLS crushes. (laughs) So yeah, I was, so the, Nothing makes you feel like you might have one good card than when you get an offer from a bottle lore. Because everyone, like I'm in a few discords and that people with much better cards than me, they're like, oh, I got a, you know, whatever offer for whatever, great card. And I'm like, oh, and then I saw the email that I got an offer and I was like, oh, what could this be? You know what I was hoping was? What's that? Two ETH for Jao Felix. <laughs> it wasn't though. <laughs> yeah. He bought zero Joe Felix cards. That's crazy. No. Or like, you know, um, you just see on his account that he bought a uh, Alfonso Davies. Like he bought one. And then you're like, all right, here we go. I better list mine. Well, so yeah. that So that's the thing is that they have been buying multiples of these cards. And like the five Remy Cabela super rares. I think it was super rares. And you know, somebody was complaining about... Uh, about his account the other day. And I'm like, Hey man, he took five out of play. He took five Cabela's out of play and didn't use any of them last game week. And he mm-hmm. scored a hundred Cabela scored a hundred. Didn't use a single one. of them. Jeez. I, I did think it was a little, uh, not, not that I don't do this myself in some places, but it just seemed to me, it was like, the, it almost seemed like the plan was to run the same lineup in as many places as possible. Kind of. Yeah. And Maybe when you have a million dollars, like it's a, you can play around with that. But I don't know. It just seemed like if I had that much money, I feel like I would spread it out a little more. But I don't know. Maybe yeah, you just, don't know. maybe just buy the guys with the best L five, and that's why he hasn't come after any of my guys because all my guys are running bad right now. Like Davies, if you look at his L five, it's horrible. Oh, I know. Maybe not horrible, but it's bad or below fifty. I think it's bad. Yeah, like Noah Langs, his L fifty. Mm, no like i was just looking through my guys and i'm like man there's no l5s that he's going to be really 
really interested in. Maybe an MLS guy or something, but made me sad. Well, it's funny because I I wasn't tracking completely like what they were buying, but MLS was obviously started later. So I got an offer for my Rusnok Super Rare, which for those watching is, let me see. There we go. Right there. And the like that card is more important to me from like an SO5 perspective than I think any other card in my gallery. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, let me like, it would take a lot for me to get rid of, to sell that card. So I'm not selling it for like a reasonable amount, but that was okay. Cause I, <laughs> there were unreasonable amounts being, uh, being sold uh, for the, for, to build this gallery. What did he buy his Rusnaks for? One ETH. Yeah. And I actually talked to somebody else who had one and they were like, have you seen that he's bought a few? And it was like, okay. So I got, he offered me 0.7, he or she offered me 0.7. And I was like, there's no way I'm selling for 0.7. That yeah. might be the right price, but like, it's not, that's not enough like for me to give up and have to like re replace it. And so, I mean, he's got one game left, <laughs> but like all of next season, like I, I'm not going to get a super rare, that gave me that much production and hopefully does next year for what I paid for it. For what you or paid what for. I would get like 0.7. I don't think I'm getting Rusnak production. Hmm. And apparently nobody else felt that way, which is why they bought three of them at one ETH and bought the one that was on auction for like 1.3. Yeah. But I was talking to somebody and they were like, I have this offer. I'm staring at it, but I, they feel the same way about the card that I do. Like it was a very important card for our, for our uh, lineups. And it was just like, I could, I could really do a lot with one ETH. And I was like, well, what, what do you want to do? And they're like, I don't know, but I could do a lot. And I'm like, that's my problem is that like, I was so, I was so unprepared to consider an offer because like, I didn't have a plan of what would I do if I had this injection of ETH. Gotcha. And I still don't think one ETH would have been enough for me to get rid of it, but getting an extra ETH is kind of fun to have. Yeah. But I do like your point that you see they buy one and you're like, oh, let me post another. So I bought mine at 0.185 and I posted it for 1.85. <laughs> didn't didn't sell. Trying to 10x. Yeah. Your, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> wrap back to our previous conversation. We were talking about the secondary market and the primary market, which one was more important. And I think that I kind of cut you off and didn't really get into too far about why you think secondary market is more important. I think the only reason I think that is because it's easier for people to get exactly what they want. And yeah. so it's like, if I want a card now, I can go to the secondary market and I can go buy it. And if you're waiting for auctions, then it's almost like the, the auction volume chart is almost like more indicative of just the cards that happen to be auctioned at that time and not, you know, not a reflection of the user base or whatever, you know, like if you have that huge spike and you're like, Oh wow, auctions are really up. And it's like, well, there was the Mbappe unique and the Ronaldo unique and something else. And it's like, Oh, well that that's why it's high. Not because we have all these users who are buying cards. Whereas in the secondary market cards are always there. So if you want, if you want one, you can just go get it. Yeah. It it's funny because like I, I I used to think probably differently on this, 
because like the auctions were more of like the place you go and find the quote unquote deal. Mm-hmm. I think you can still find maybe some deals out on auctions, but typically now like their auctions are selling at whatever the market rate is. And partially because of how like helpful server data is and it identifies like for people, you know, what the going rate for a particular card or scarcity is. Yep. But then also like, um, I think with this, well, I think with the secondary market, you get a bit of like, I don't know. Um, like you said, people buying what they want, but also like that's kind of the going rate as well, because people are undercutting each other all the way down to whatever that auction volume or auction price is. And I think that it ends up just being like the secondary market is also kind of the market right now. And mm-hmm. it didn't used to be that way. The secondary market was where people tried to rip you off. And <laughs> they would put... I mean, there's still plenty of that now. <laughs> there is. But I think, you know, you go look up most players and you go look up just like any random player and you go look, pull up server data on another screen and the low bid or the low uh, low price is probably going to be pretty close to the three-week average or the, the one-week average. Especially on players that have a lot of uh, supply. Right. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I think the only, I think the issue, I mean, you're still just at the mercy of when they auction the card you want. Like there are a lot of cards I want right now, but they're like not showing up in auction. So I'm, I'm just forced to go to the secondary market. Yeah. By the way, I just realized something. You kind of have Roosnock uh, Mickey Mouse ears going on back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my two roost necks. Uh, That's a Jersey Mint, actually, that limited. The limited is? Sure is. It's going to be worth millions one day. Millions. Yeah. It's millions. like a Honus Wagner. <laughs> uh, Daniel Cooper saying that we can get good deals on Legends cards on auctions. I wish I would have just waited. Yeah. <laughs> and we, all knew, we all knew it was going to take them forever to come out with whatever game mode. So, it, um, somebody patience. brought that up today in the Discord. That's what Quinny and I talked about the other day patience. Patience. I was not patience on patient on limiteds or not limiteds, uh, legends. legends. We just didn't know. Yeah. We still don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll go buy the ones that I don't have. I was going to sell mine the other day. I only have one. And I'm like, I don't, it, it, it doesn't feel like I need it. Yeah. And I bought it at first because it was like, oh, I, I just want to be ready. And uh, still ready anytime. I just hate that there's no, they're selling so many of them and there's no clarity. Like, can a limited, can I play a limited in one of these tournaments? Or are they going to have some that, you know, you can use only rares? uh super rares and uniques are they going to have some that you can't use the limiteds in like it would be great to know some of these things it's for for a game for a market that is so dependent on so5 it is a little weird yeah and so i you know like some people are going to look really smart or really dumb like i don't think there's any way that we we don't and I don't know. I th- JSB, uh, his comment there, I think, is a good point. Like for rares, 
and probably limiteds too, that it's hard to find any deals at all. But there are, we do see some super rares kind of squeak through um, good deals on super rares and honestly, probably uniques too. Like there was that uh, delight or delete card that somebody scooped up for under 0.5 um, a few weeks back. But yeah, I think auctions every once in a while, you'll see like a super rare go for something ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I feel like the super, well, and Sam brought this up actually. He said auctions are sometimes where you have to go when there, no one will deal a specific card you're looking for. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I feel like super good super rares, as soon as they hit the auctions, everyone just goes. And that's purely a scarcity thing. That's there are just so few of them that unless you're willing to overpay, you're probably not getting the good ones. Yeah. I don't Which know. it's still so backwards to me because like, uh, well, I don't want to get into it, but the prizes that you can win with those super rares, unless you're talking about D3, the, the D2 stuff's still so bad to where like, I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't be as expensive as they are. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. We're that whatever we're willing to pay. You know, <laughs> that's the rate. That's the rate. Yeah, I think they'd be. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's the rate. Yeah, you think, I think that, I made the comment? Wait, today you were gonna that, say you were gonna yeah. say something. You think that they're un, like underpriced right now because of that? Legends? No, superheroes. Oh. No, just no, no, just the opposite. I think for for good super rares, at least, like I think the gap between like average rares and excellent rares is much smaller than average super rares and elite super rares. Yeah, that's fair. So, I don't know. Sam's apparently winning everything great in D two, though. So. Yeah, we know Sam. You win. Everything. <laughs> I want Sam's gallery. That's all. Yeah. That's all. We all want Sam's gallery. Yeah. So are we booming? No. You don't think so? No. no I don't think, I think the, the boom, like this idea of a boom is purely like, um, like a huge explosion in users and everybody spending money. And I, I mean, looking at that, those charts, like you can't, it, well, it would literally like, have to be like a straight lineup. Like March, like Gary Vee. Yeah. And it's not, I don't think it's that. And I, I think, think the, other... the, the, that was specifically kind of what Evaldo talked about with us, you know, multiple times when he, when he came on here, where there wasn't enough supply to handle the number of users that had come in. And I think that we're getting, you know, probably similar growth numbers as far as like bodies, humans that mm -hmm. are purchasing cards, but they're able to supply it now. So they got all these limiteds. Yeah. Yeah. I think the limiteds are throwing off the charts basically. Yeah. Oh, they for sure. So like the, like I'll, I'll go back to what Sam said, like the cost or ETH spent per user is probably way down from whenever that was February, March. And I think the other problem is that the only way to really recognize a boom is after. And I don't know if that, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. We also haven't really seen people memeing into cards like they did with uh, uh, Zhao and Mbappe, where they were going for like 20 ETH um, 
or Felix for like eight. And even I remember like McKinney at one point, McKinney was over one ETH. For real. Like, ah, ah, I can't believe I didn't sell that. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember wanting one. And then yeah. all of a sudden it was like one ETH? What? But I guess we we do see it a little bit. Like Gio Reyna, he's uh he's like a like around an ETH. I mean, totally different thing, but not I guess not really. Gio's not even playing right now. He's just returned to training, I think, today. Yeah. I think he'll boom soon. <laughs> I don't think he can. Like, can he boom more? I don't know. I haven't looked at where Geo is. Oh, I'm looking at him. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I assume I assume his prices are down because he's been out. Or they just have limited this, or they've cut the supply. Not cut it, but they haven't released enough cards, which I assume they have not. Like, he hasn't been in the play, in the uh, rewards pool. I'm guessing yeah. they're not auctioning that many of them because he's been hurt. Uh, They've auctioned nine of them so far. And they've been, like... Well, he had one go for 1.3 on November 4th, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.7, and now they're back up to 0. 0.83, and that was yesterday. So, what are limited? I think what we have to remember too during all this, like the whole discussion of are we booming or are we not booming, we got to remember that ETH is like 4500 $4,600 right now. So, like, ETH is, is basically an all time high. And these charts are at an all-time high at the same time, which is yeah. pretty pretty crazy. But, um, like, I don't know, just, like, historically looking at Geo's scores, it's like, I don't know, if you're talking just from a, and I get he's 18 years old, but just from a um, SO5 perspective, um, I don't know. It's not like a guy that you're going to be able to plug in every week and expect right. great things. It's more of a collector card right now. Like a legend? Yeah, no. sure. No. But I mean, with the hope that in one yeah. to two years, uh, he becomes somebody that's just crushing. I mean, at those prices. What's that? At those prices, he better be crushing. Yeah, yeah. How long? How long, far along are they on the limiteds? Um, great question. Uh, ninety-seven is on auction right now, and but his his limiteds. The gap between his limited prices and his... So this is something that I saw yesterday, and it's insane. The gap between his limited prices and his rare prices is just stupid. You can go get his limited for 0.05. That sounds funny. But it's going to cost you 0.85 probably for his rare. Right. Like That's over 10x. That's like almost 20x. Do we see that? Are we seeing that elsewhere? Yeah, you could have his his ninety six of a thousand right now for 0. 0.06. Yeah, is that actually higher than he's been? When was this last? Yeah, second? I mean, like his three day average is 0.055. The one that's on auction right now is at 0. 0.059, which I'm seeing a lot of that where people go in and they just bid super early on something that they want. Yep, and they'll do it right below whatever the lowest on the secondary is and it's like all right if you if you, if you want to outbid me you got to pay more than the secondary i've been seeing a lot of that i i think it's really sharp but 
Yeah. So I was bidding on a card the other day and it was the uh, Yaroslav Rakitsky super rare. Ah. And there was one on the market for 0.4 and I had a bid in at 0.318 for the auction. Next bid, 0.44, like already over the secondary. That's crazy. Even crazier, the person selling was like, yeah, I would take 0.35. And I'm just like... <sighs> Wait, so that person sold it for 0.35? I think they sold it for more, actually. Oh, okay. I, I started waffling and he was like, oh, I'll go somewhere else. And he uh, thankfully sold the card. Oh, so you were talking to this person? Yes. Okay. It was it was one of those where I was waiting for them to be like, well, the auction's now at 0.44, so that's the price. But like... I think the card, I mean, the card was on the market at 0.4 and was not selling. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this auction comes and I'm just like, uh, I don't know why it bothered me other than the fact that I didn't end up with the card at all. Yeah. The, the like strategic bids that I see more often than not, or, or like that next bid would come in at like 0.385 to where that right. next bid over that would go over 0.4. And, exactly. You know, like that would make more sense than just, but also too, like you see it with a lot of like the uh, the the players like uh, Griezmann and Timo and whoever else that are out there buying cards. They'll just if they want a guy, they'll just be like, all right, I'm not staying up for that auction. I'll just bid three ETH and win, yeah. win it. Somebody sold. Was it Dembele? I think it was Dembele sold a Sismansky uh, super rare the other day for like way below market price. Really? And it was like, oh, they must, he must have like just messed up. And he sold it for basically like a tiny, tiny ETH profit. Huh. Which I still didn't like, still didn't justify it. It was, the, I think it was around 0.65 that he bought it. And let's say he sold it for like 0.66. But like the market rate was like 2.3, you know? Yeah. Like, it was so much higher. I would have yeah, happened if, if you go look at his uh, three-day average, it's like, just below 0.7 and then uh uh his one month average is 1.3 yeah yeah and the lowest on the market is probably five <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny to look at yeah it's um we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, but no, I don't think we're booming. I don't think it's coming either. I think this is just the, we can't, like, so rare can't possibly grow this fast forever. But once you get to a certain number, like, you don't need to grow this fast. Hmm. But aren't we at, like, we'll just have to agree to disagree on this. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were at, like, 80,000 rookie league uh, lineups. It seems like a lot of people. Does server data have that information on rookie league? No. Yeah. Where do you see that? At? Oh, you have to go on into Zora. Zora. Yeah. yeah. Went to Zora and scrolled through all eighty. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's somewhere on there. They put the they put it at the bottom, like the training lineup button. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I told somebody. I think I told you or somebody else yesterday. I was like, I want to record myself setting training lineups, and then just send it to Zora and be like, fix this. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's a process. Let me see if I can. Let's see. Casual league. Does this tell me how many people? There are 1,456 pages I could scroll through. So the last uh, 72,790. Wow. That's this current game week or the previous one? That was last weekend. Like this past weekend. 72,000. Seems like a lot. Yeah, I think that is a lot. I do think, though, that like... Since everybody can play it, that number is obviously going to be a lot, lot higher. Like a lot higher than what we were seeing in the past. Right. Right. Like, do you set, do you set casual league lineups? I do. Yeah. I forgot two weeks in a row and I was furious at myself. Yeah. I mean, it's a free common card. Mm-hmm. I I've, been, I've been doing it too. It's the From only way I'm getting Memphis. What's that? It's the only way I'm getting Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> From the sheer fact that, like, if they do something in the weekly where you can use a common card, I'll be I'll be prepared. I think those days are over. You think so? Yeah. What am I going to be able to do with my common cards then? Just all star D four limited eventually, maybe. Limited you can division. win more more common cards. <laughs> well, they're kind of ugly to look at in your gallery, you know. My problem is is that I've stopped winning regular cards, and so when I go to my my team, it's just like all white cards. And I'm just like, yeah. Get out or of you've here. sold them. I, w- I would love to sell them. No, no, no. You sold the other cards that you might've won. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying the, to. The commons left. Yeah. If anybody wants an Eric Holt limited card, <laughs> hit me up. That's funny. Daniel Cooper said he, he won a Salah common this morning and he's happier about that than the rarity one. I did. Me too. Yeah. I don't even remember what I, 
Oh yeah, it was that Hendrik von Cumbridge, whatever the hell his name is. I run. A, I want a common this morning. Stefan Ortega Moreno. He's a starting goalkeeper somewhere. No. Oh. For, I don't know. Yeah, my. I, I can't pronounce it. My Any tier, name? my star tier limited was this was HVC, and I was more excited about my common Dennis Undav. Hmm. Undav, who we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if his rare card is 1.3. Yeah, what would his common be worth? How much is his common worth? <laughs> I think I think they should let us. They should, like, they should go back and, like, put the, all of the commons on the blockchain and then just be like, you can't, buy, you can't buy them off the auction market, but you can resell them if you want and just see what happens. I mean, I love that idea. <laughs> I think, I think the very cool. next day they're like, "Oh, and they, you can't use them in D four anymore." Yeah, they're rare. That's gonna be a day when they finally say that you can't do that. Hmm. I mean, it has to happen, right? I guess I don't know. Um, I've got a really important question for you that is is totally on topic. Okay, who's your favorite whale? <laughs> Hmm. I like, thought I've been thinking about this question for a long time. So, oh wow, like who? Huh? Like who's you gallery? Would I want? However you want. Who's your favorite? Oh, because I can define it however I want. Yeah. Best looking. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. Hmm. That is a good question. You know your answer. I think I do. Oh, you do. Um. I don't know. I, uh, I really like Zora. Sam doesn't think he's a whale, but I really like Sam's gallery. <laughs> Feels very whaley. He's a whale. Yeah, he's a whale. All right. Yeah. Um, There's different levels of whales, certainly. Yeah. Um, I like a bottle bore's spending habits. Yeah. As a whale, for sure. So that's fun. Um, that's funny. I've never thought of it this way. Who are my favorite? I think Karupu's my favorite. I thought you might go there. Yeah. Just because he's kind of like a black hole that just sucks sucks in all these cards. <sighs> you can't use all of them. So they just they go there and um <laughs> he helps maintain high high market values. And um probably new users probably hate him because it's like he pushes up the, the prices on all this stuff. <laughs> but um But not really. Like, you know, you're not pushing Prices up for anything, anything but uniques, right? Eh, I guess he probably buys super rares too, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Probably premium super rares. I I really haven't seen him in the rare market, but um, does he even own a limited? I don't know. I, don't know. I would be shocked. Like just straight up shocked, and almost offended. Yeah, he does. Why? Oh, some legends? No, why would he own legends? No, he bought uh, an AC Milan bundle or two AC Milan bundles. I guess he wanted to buy Zlatan. He just seems like a cool dude. Like he's, I don't know, like partially he just wants to collect these things. Um, I don't know. He's he's out there uh, collecting uh, those beep that beeple that was like yeah. the, 
I don't know, whatever he bought that for, some ridiculous amount. $69 million. There's a documentary out there on him. Yeah. Um, I watched it a while back. Like, Me too. It started from like, like he he was just like a working class guy and he, I think he bought Bitcoin super early and he was just yep. like every paycheck, he would just buy more Bitcoin, more Bitcoin, more Bitcoin. And now he's just like a billionaire, I guess. Now he has a lot of Bitcoin. Yeah. And, and NFTs. <laughs> Lots yeah. of JPEGs. Lots of JPEGs. Yeah. Some that move. What's that? Some that move. Yeah, some that move. The the newest one to be bought is a, uh, it's like a, I guess it uh, refreshes. He gets new art on it. Oh, that's my understanding. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's fun. I don't. The art world. Yeah, I I don't look at enough people, enough whale galleries to like have a favorite. Yeah, I. You don't. You don't see like one of them win, and you're like, good for him. No. Although I I will say that there are some. So I was looking at a card recently, like days ago, and I noticed uh, Karupu had four of them. And none of them had ever won a prize. Really? So I assumed that they were never used. Okay. But like I knew there was no way I was getting it. Yeah. And that was kind of frustrating. Because I will say that there there are whales who are willing to sell cards, a lot of which, a lot of them are, you know, at market price basically. And sometimes at below market price, you know, they'll set the new market low. Like I bought cards from AJ and uh, Mark and, you know, they're perfectly reasonable. Like when, when you're a whale and you get like cards that I could buy, they're like, sure. You just pay market price or even a little below and we'll get rid of it. Sure. Like it's a win-win. And so, like, I appreciate that more than somebody who just hoards everything. Yeah. Yeah, Krupu has earned 11.85 ETH on the secondary market. I'm surprised it's that high, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of am, too. If you told me it was from one unique, I'd believe you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. Sold public listings, one. Can I click into that? No. It would be fun to see what that was. One. But that doesn't include direct offers. But he's only sold one one public listing. Well, let's see. SO5 stats, 621 rewards, 605 kept. So he has sold some things. 111 ETH earned. Total rewards, current valuation, 284. Spent on auctions, 1,565 ETH. Spent on manager offers, 64 ETH. But it's funny because A Bottle Boar has already spent more on yeah. manager offers than Karupu, Karupu ever has. Right. Yeah. Isn't that right? 64 and 286 for A Bottle Boar. Come on, Karupu. Show I mean, us Karupu's some got love. a 1,600 ETH gallery, so $3 million. <laughs> Yeah, maybe my favorite should be uh, a bottle bore because he spent more on the secondary. Right. You know, they're making us rich. Yeah, not, well, not so rare. Really, I, we not us. We turned down the offers, but right. <laughs> other other people that are going to eventually buy our cards. It's a trickle down economy, right? <laughs> Let's hope so. 
So I noticed Pavel was not on your list there. Yeah. Do you even consider Pavel a whale? Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's the most cards on the entire platform. But are they good? I think that a lot of his cards, I've said this before, I think a lot of his cards turn good. You know, like it's a guy that sucks now or he's blew up an ACL and then everybody dumps that card to Pile Trader. We see that a lot. Like, I think who just blew out their ACL and then he ended up with a bunch of their cards. I know Gabriel Arias did. But that's certainly because I have you can usually tell He's probably got has, a ton of Molinos. You can usually tell who has a ACL injury by just checking Pile Trader's gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, like if, if you... <laughs> If you need to check for injuries or anything, just look at his recent uh, acquisitions. Oh, Sam's saying he's actually he's winning recently. It's funny you say that, Sam, because I looked at literally last weekend, like not this past game week, but I think the one before, and he like wasn't remotely close to, with any lineup. But maybe, maybe I was the out. I looked at the outlier. I, who, Powell or Krupu? Yeah, Pavel. Okay. Like. Looking at the lineups that go out from Pavel Trader, it's like it's everything you would expect. Like <laughs> any good card that he has, like people go right for it. Like that's yeah. how I feel. Like I'm in discords where people are like, "Oh, Pavel's got a good like got, bought, bought something good. Let's go get him." <laughs> and you know, those are obviously cards that people want to use in SO5. Pull all of our junk together and send it to him. Right. I don't know. But I, I think that he's been like reasonable to deal with. I think a lot of people do trades and stuff with him, and um, like I, I well besides you, um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people are friendly with him, and they uh, you know do trades back and forth with him. And I think that he's a reasonable guy that uh, you know serves a really important purpose yeah. in this game. So I was able to send an off like send an offer on a specific card yesterday of his yeah like i couldn't go to his or actually i didn't even try to like you know go to this page and trade but i was mm-hmm. able to put an offer in i don't know if like because the last time i tried that it was like you are blocked and there Wait, was did no he notification you? today or yesterday go send him an offer right now let's see if you, let's see if you're still blocked i'm thinking he might have unblocked you because didn't uh i didn't think you could no i think you can now right Oh, no? can you? I thought that was part of the new MISO rare experience. You could maybe not. It would be awfully stupid if you couldn't unblock somebody. You know, it's gonna be funny when I send him such a ridiculously low offer that he blocks me. <laughs> that now. he blocks you. <laughs> All right, let me see here. Make offer. The worst part is I don't even really want this card anymore. Okay, this is riveting podcasting. Oh, your offer has been sent. Looks like you've been unblocked. Maybe, maybe he was listening to our stream and he was like, so felt so bad about it that he contacted so rare and had had you unblocked. I, I don't think there's any other explanation. <laughs> Sam's now admitting that his lineups are terrible. Mm. My guess is he doesn't care. Yeah, just looks at that L5, chucks him in there, and hopes for the best. I still love that he only follows two people, and it's Antoine Griezmann and John Nellis. Nellis reminds me of it every week, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. So follow-up question to my previous question of who your favorite whale was. I'm, I'm going to come back next week with like a very detailed explanation of why someone is my favorite. Very good. Very good. Um, who's your least favorite whale? <laughs> <laughs> um, my least favorite whale. This is the whale bashing segment of the show. So if you're a whale and you don't want to see other whales get bashed, you may want to just like mute us or turn it off. What's funny is I don't want to like give away too much of how hard we prepare for this podcast, but we did have an entire conversation about talking about whales. Like we were <laughs> going to have a whole whale talk about why we think they're important. And we were just going to burn the podcast to the ground by going down on that ship. But now that we can talk about the ones that we hate the most. Yeah. I see the problem is, is that like, I know some of them, I mean, you know, as, as much as you can know somebody from talking to them in discord for a while, mm -hmm. but there's just something that rubs me the wrong way about somebody literally calling their team name. I don't sell players below the price. I, <laughs> I set, I don't swap cards. <laughs> Like, I get it that they probably get so many crappy offers that they're like, all right, I'm just going to put this out there. Right. And this is it. <laughs> but so like that's Zima Blue. And I'm looking at the top managers list here. Yeah, I can just pull this up. So uh, the top managers list. Oh, no. There's a different screen. Hold on. So not only has Zima Blue saying like, I'll never. And. And true to his word, he does not. But then we've got Dream Villain here. All players are sellable at the right price. Yeah. Like that's that so much easier. It's so welcoming. Yeah. Friendly. Yeah. Ian Pablo, I can see swap me. all yeah. cards if you make a good offer. That's right. Which, is, which by the way, the, the, the offer is only good in one direction. <laughs> it's like, if I can screw you, you can have this card that you want. Right. Which... which all fairness works for everybody except me. Cause I can't make these trade offers, but sure. Yeah. But yeah, that, this is basically what I consider the whale list. These are the top valued uh, lineups. I think it goes a lot further than this. Well, if you, so somebody brought that up to me because um, I believe a bottle bore is in the top 30 now. Oh, wow. Only top 30, huh? And it's been, it's been two weeks. I bet this page won't even load now. Oh, there we go. Um, 26. Okay. And on the heels of Fantasy Teller. There's some names on here that I did not know about. So it's funny you say that because who was I talking about the other day? The one um, I would say is Dodo. There two never seen him on like i've never really even seen him on the platform oh i have i have yeah, yeah. so apparently there are two of them though so who knows oh. that's another don't i don't sell below the price i set but oh, yeah. i forget yeah, who yeah. on this list i was talking about the other day but i was talking to sean psu who's number 32 on that list and i said i was looking for a card from somebody i, forget, I wonder who it was and i was like have you ever spoken to whoever this was and he's like i have no idea who that is I was like, oh, they, well, they have like a 250th gallery. I mean, it's got to be someone here. I can't remember who it was, though. And he was like, no, I don't know who that is. And it's like funny to be able to have that much of a gallery value and have people be like, I've never seen that name before. Yeah. 
I did read a uh, a Twitter thread from Black Flag, who's number twenty on this list, about getting into limiteds, mm-hmm. and it was it was interesting because he he or she admitted that they like bought at the peak, basically. Yeah, and it was like, well, I'm I'm underwater on these, but I'm gonna try to win cards, so that's it. And then Mark, you never walk alone, was like, can you tell me about more? And I'm like, hey, get out of here. <laughs> We don't want you here. Go play your whale games. Just go away. Wait, so what what was Mark asking? Like how much time he used, uh, how much time it took to like get his, uh, to do all the research to which limited cards to buy. Yeah. You do all the research. And it was just like, please don't start asking. Like one of the best things yeah. is, is when somebody has a gallery, Mark's, I mean, he's got to be, yeah, fourth on the list with no limiteds. I'm just like, just stay out, please. That was just me. Yeah, I think that you know we're at a point now where how many how many D five like you tweeted out the other day how many D five lineups were out there or not D five limited lineups were out there. Um, it was more than it was like fifteen and change I think like yeah. it, it has recently crossed All Star D four. Yeah, or and sorry, I, it, obviously games. it's just going to keep running away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one whale entering limited division is just like a blip, like. He, he's not going to affect that game at all. It's not like, Agreed. you know, even like the super rare game where like he comes in. I don't know if you saw the lineup that he tweeted this morning. It oh, was it like, ridiculous. He was like, I would I would play this in uh, super rare division, but the prizes aren't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like his Holland super rare. His, it was Holland and Bate. Which was a limited edition super rare too, if I remember correctly. <laughs> which one? The Mbappe, because oh. it was the one with like the red streaks on it or whatever. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Howland Mbappe, TAA. I think it was a TAA unique. Yeah, Diogo Costa, so. and I can't remember who the midfield was. was. It Donnarumma super rare, maybe. No, it was, it was definitely Costa. Costa. Yeah, I can't remember who the uh, who the midfielder. Was. Whatever yeah, it, was, it was, it was a sickening lineup. Right. And my response to him of like which cards buy, I was like, just buy your cards, but the yellow ones. Like, just do that. <laughs> right. All right. Oh, I like this like question this here question. from Alan. What percentage of so rares appeal do you think is gambling? How many so rare managers are people who are used to spending significant amount of money on betting and fantasy? I love this question. So, um, there's a uh, last week tonight on DFS from like ten years ago that I'm sure you're familiar with Laird, and probably a lot of your. Um, community listeners are aware of, and I'm sure it got a lot of laughs and uh, whatnot back then. Uh, but there's a funny quote in there from uh, Joe Namath <laughs> where he's like, he's like, Oh, so people spend money on this uh, and they can win stuff. Then it's gambling. It's gambling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I like, you can beat all around the bush that you want. Um I think you can use technicalities to say it's not gambling and you're probably right. And you might be able to legally uphold, uphold that and defend that. Um, I mean, personally, like just like real talk, it's gambling. <laughs> no, not for you. I I think it's much closer to, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word investing because I don't think it's investing either. Yeah. But I think it the market is closer to invest like stock market investing than it is speculation. 
What's that? Like speculation. Right. Yes. It's more that than, than I think true gambling, like true, like betting on sports and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is that part of it is that I went through the whole, like, is this gambling with DFS? And there are some States that are like in the U S like some say, yes, it's gambling. And therefore we don't allow it. And others were like, no, it's not gambling. So go nuts. Or some say it is gambling and we allow gambling too. So it's okay. Right. And so like, we can't even come to a consensus on it, but the fundamental difference is that at least in so rare and in DFS, we're competing against each other. Like I don't need to beat a book. I need to beat you. Right. And I think that but makes you don't even the... need to beat me. Well, yeah. You could just not beat me ever and never, you know, you're not losing, you're not losing anything. And if, and if you're get frustrated that you can't beat me, then you just sell your gallery and you might even make money. Yeah, I, I think the argument at some point is like if something happens and all of the, you know, and Soder ceases to exist and all of our cards are worth nothing, like did we gamble away that? I don't know. No, we have all these collectibles. They're collectibles, Laird. I mean, that's the argument. Absolutely. But but like fundamentally, I don't want to like, I, I actually think it's further away from gambling than than you do, I guess. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. To, to roll back what I said a little bit, like, like, I think, I think there is a, I think it's a technicality. I think that um, it is like letter of the law. It's not like if you got two lawyers in a room and they yeah. battled this out, I think um, so rare wins out and it's not gambling, but I think that it's a really, really interesting question. Um, uh, and I think that, I think that at some point this, this is going to get like there, this is going to have to get hashed out and there's going to be a, whether it's a court case somewhere, but there's going to be something that happens and we're going to have to go through. I think Evaldo kind of said it, there's going to be a little pain at some point and uh, we're going to have to navigate through it and things might change a little bit, but um Yeah, I kind of wonder if it ever gets to a point where it's like, because like courts don't really do this, but the equivalent of like, somebody says this is gambling. And you're like, all right, well, how do we make it so it's not? And the answer is like, I don't know. Question, um, who determines, like here in the United States, who determines in each state that it is or isn't? Is it the gambling authorities, like the commissions? Uh, yeah, like each individual states. It's funny they that they. Them. It's funny that they get to determine. It's just well, they didn't used to. It used to be federal, and then that got struck down. But yeah, I don't know. I so I want to address Alan's question because I think it's it's the are people coming here because it could be gambling? Like there are people who are like I want to gamble. Yeah. So well, let me go play so rare. Like there are plenty of people I know who gamble a lot of money on sports and love so rare because it kind of feels that way. It almost feels like you have a little more control because, you know, you can control what you buy. You can't control what happens on the field, but like ultimately, yeah. you know, you can buy something and based on what happens on the field, you can 
sell it or you can win stuff from it. That doesn't exist. So I think there is some of that. And there are definitely people who play DFS that like, I personally know that we're like, Oh, I knew you from DFS. We talk about DFS and now you're playing this other game. How is it, you know, is it the same? It's not the same, but there are some similarities and it's basically like I need to spend money and I can make money with it. But like, you can do that with a lot of things that are not gambling. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think, I, I think the thing that I love most is just the fact that I can play fantasy sports um, and win things and not like at the end of the week, um, like last week, looking at all my red squares, you know, <laughs> and so her data, it was sad. It was just like, ah, but it like at the end of the day, like, okay, on to the next game week. Like somebody, uh, uh, Duncan, I think is a listener. He DM'd me and he was like, how'd you do this week? And I was like, not great, but on to the next week. Like I'm set lineups for next week and we just move on. Like we move forward. Zara posted uh, a pretty cool tweet today of like his 50 lineups or whatever they, that he entered. Yeah. I don't think a single prize. Hit the threshold. Hit the threshold. Yeah. And it's just like, what are you going to do? On to the next week. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we do. I would love to buy his gallery. And it's not like I lost, you know, rent money or anything. I'm just on to the next game week. <clears throat> but I think you're a little more responsible. Like, I think there are people who, well, maybe not with so rare because like, yeah, it's, it, it's easier to stay on to the next week. <laughs> I'm not yeah. responsible with so rare. No, 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 no. I think it's more that there are, maybe it's just that like the pain is of not winning is stretched out. Cause you're like, Oh, I, I can just play again. Right. I thought you were going to take another dig at the, some of the cards that I buy. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, I, I'm in no position to make fun of you for cards that you buy. I bought a card cause a guy was holding a soccer ball and one guy putting his thumbs up. So like, <laughs> this guy. yeah, that guy's been crushing by the way, lately. I, I think his last, last two scores are like 75 and 80. Yeah. Isn't stiff in my lineups. You've seen the guy that's doing this, right? Just got the two thumbs up holding by his side. I had like multiple people be like, you need to buy this card. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm that guy now. Like yeah. people have to reach out to me. Yeah. Hey man, he's he's holding his thumbs up. You gotta buy him. Yeah, you gotta buy him. And then doesn't isn't somebody pointing to their chest or something, to their crest? Yeah. Well, have you seen the Kenny Step one? Oh, is that where he's like this? Yeah, he's got the gloves up. up. Yeah. yeah. That's a good card. Yeah. I mean, you know, like a good picture. That's a terrible card for SO5. But um, So I was saying to me, most people are there to wager they can play the game better than others. Very few there to collect anything beside cards that are cool because of how useful they are in the game. I think that makes sense. Like it's, it, there's definitely a level of competitiveness to it, obviously. Like, again, we're competing against each other. Like, I don't... you beating 5,000 people or 14,000 people now, like that gives you a nice little uh, confidence boost. Whereas like winning on a $50 bet from a sports book, probably you're just like, Oh, yeah. great. More money to bet. Right. I don't know. Sam says he loves so rare, but hates traditional gambling. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not real big. I like, I'll, I'll, mess around but i'm not real big into traditional gambling and i think you know like um i don't i don't know that like the crossover between people that play fantasy sports and like to like do traditional gambling i don't you might know a little bit more about that than me 
just like it, are people interested in both of those things? Uh, yeah. I mean, there are, there yeah. are plenty of people who I know who, who play DFS every day and are on so rare. I mean, Sean is one of them that we've had on PSU fans too. Like yeah. DFS is still a big part of what he does. And so. I yeah. But is Sean, Sean, is Sean into traditional gambling? That I don't know. Like betting on a game. Like, I don't know. Sean bets on himself as much as he can. Yeah. I imagine. I mean that positively. Like that's, I think anything that he can affect, I think he's willing to put his money down on it. Right. But yeah, the, um, there's a book called the logic of sports betting. I had to look it up and it's like a great, it's a really good book. If you're interested in all about like how lines are made and where all of the numbers come from. And it, there's only two reactions you can have after reading this book. It's like one of like, I can do this. I'm going to go start betting on sports or like, I'm not even going to try. And I ended up closer, just like, I, I should just find something else to do. <laughs> like sports betting just became legal in Connecticut. And uh, when I was like still at Rotowire doing DFS content, it was like, I knew that sports betting was going to come up and I had like a big interest in sports betting and so rare just completely replaced it for me. Right. Like the, the more I got into so rare, I was like, I don't, the, the, the draw of like sports betting just like went away. And now I basically just put in random anytime goal scorer odd bets when I bench guys in my silver lines <laughs> to make myself feel better. So who's that going to be this uh, midweek? Just, just so I know. I only have, I didn't have enough cards to bench anybody this no, midweek. No, no, no. Uh, is it Jesper Carlson? Oh, I played Carlson. You played Carlson. Oh, yeah. I didn't play. Yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't play uh, Nicola Ravella. Perfect. And uh, Sambi Laconga. Bet in the farm tomorrow yeah. on Ravella. Yeah. Ravella. I think they're playing against AC Milan. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Bet in the, bet in the whole farm. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably got good odds as an anytime goal scorer in that, in that game. I mean, good odds in terms of you will make a lot of money. Yes. Because okay. he's definitely scoring goal. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Check out my local sports book here. AC Milan. That's what we said, right? Yeah. Oh no, it's not EC Milan. It's uh, I think it's Juventus, which is even worse. They played today. Oh, then maybe it's not. Who does he play? Now I gotta look it up. Where is it? Oh, it is Milan. You're right. Sorry, I okay. was looking at next week. All right, player props. This is gonna be so bad. <laughs> That's good to hear, Daniel. He's plus fourteen hundred to 1, score. Okay. Plus four thousand goal. First, four thousand to be the first goal scorer. Oof. Can you find somewhere where you can parlay that with like both teams to score? Yes, and uh, <laughs> buy some uniques after that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. So that's kind of a funny thing. It's like it's so rare gambling. No, 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 I do so rare instead of gambling. So Which I don't like have actually people. true, but like, yeah, well, it's so time consuming. It's like, you can't do anything else. Like you can't really like, you can't do much else effectively, or at least mm -hmm. I can, cause I'm like working and you know, sure. then this, and it's just like, there's no way I can really do much else effectively. I know like there's a lot of guys that play like DFS at a really high level and play so rare at the same time. It's like, man, that's just so many hours of the day. They just, they can't sleep. No, the, what's funny though, and maybe we'll do a different podcast on this, but 
for as little as I actually bet on games, I look at odds all the time. Yeah. For so rare. Right. Like part of it is that logic of sports betting book because it basically explains the the quick part is that lines are set by one bookmaker in somewhere in the Caribbean. And then like extremely sharp sports book or excuse me, extremely sharp bettors basically bet the lines to the right number. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, well, the, the bookmakers just want equal money on both sides. And it's like, no, no, no. They actually like take bets in early to find out where the people who are really, really good at sports betting, where they are and they go there. Yeah. And so when I'm like looking at making my lineups, like I trust the sports book odds. Like I'm like, oh, so-and-so should be a favorite. And if I go and they're like not that big of a favorite or they're not a favorite at all, right. I trust that a lot more than my own donkey. Theory. There was one I, I talked to you about, uh, not to continue going down this dark path of like not being on topic at all and being totally into the gambling weeds, but uh, it was a, uh, a midweek game. And I looked at the odds and I was like, hey, could this be right? And I sent it over to you. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, wasn't it Torino Empoli? Yeah, yeah. Empoli. Because I think Empoli is higher in the table. Like yes, they are. They're like seventh and who are they playing? Genoa? Uh, Torino. 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 Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you were like ninth. Empoli, yeah. There was like seven and nine. And Torino's minus 130. Yeah. I have no idea what that is in European odds. Sorry, people. Yeah, but they're big favorites. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. But like, and, that's what uh, I look at when I, I get. I mean, I get there like at home, I think, too. And it's just like, but. Like it's bigger favorites than I was I was thinking, right. and I just but apparently somebody somebody knows something that I don't because I was going to play one of the uh, uh, Empoli players I think Penamati or something uh, and it's just like eh, maybe I don't want to play him I ended up not playing him yeah I wimped out yeah yeah we were talking about that but yeah that's odds just just give me a better concept like I don't. I don't know teams well enough in Belgium and Holland and Japan to like say I should play this guy because he has a good matchup. Yeah. I just use the sports book odds. I, I I can in like a lot of the leagues, but like Irvidisi on weekend, unless it's like, you know, IX or PSV sure. or, you know, top teams. But, um, you know, the, the other thing that I'll like do a quick check on as well is just like where are they at the table? Like, oh, it's a fourth on the table against a 16th on the table. Like, okay, that gives you a pretty good idea of what the outcome is going to be. But odds are like the cheat code, I feel like. And, yeah. you know, Roto-Wire is where I usually just go real quick to, to look at those. Yep, it's pretty easy. Uh, um, Javi, Javier, uh, that's a good point. Like, ramp not working here in the U.S. Uh, I've always used Coinbase. Um, I know that it's not like the favorite of a lot of people because of either fees or just like they're kind of like the big name, but I think that they're pretty reliable and easy to use. Uh, I, I think that you've in the past used your like a credit or debit card a few times just to buy a card and then that kind of gets you into the game and, you know, I don't know. That'd be, yeah. I guess, a weird way of like doing it. You could buy a card and then sell that card for ETH. I think there's enough liquidity in the market to do it. That's exactly what I did early on to get ETH was I bought card. Well, I bought cards. Yeah. On a card, on a credit, like debit card. And then if I sold one, then you get the ETH that way. Yeah. And there's not the easiest. If you buy it on the primary, is there no fees? No fees on the primary, unless your bank charges them, like check with your bank first. Right. But I wonder if no fees. I wonder if a lot of people are kind of using that as a loophole to just buy ETH without fees. 
but I guess cashing out, it, it probably not. I think it's yeah. That, that's how I started, and yeah, I made I bought ETH once to deposit on SoRare, and I, yeah, I did it through Coinbase also. Yeah, and you walked me through it, and the one hour where it was in between. We're sweating. My, yeah, this is <laughs> the worst feeling. I was like, I'll never do this again. Yeah, but yeah, good luck, Javier. That's how we do it. Uh, all right, we've gone off topic enough that I think we could just uh, call it quits here. The answer is maybe the boom's coming, and uh, we have. I'll come back with my favorite whale next week. I'm oh, still surprised you favorite? answered who your least favorite was. Wait, was that I didn't answer my least favorite? I'm happy not to answer that question. Oh, okay. Maybe that'll be next week. You have to answer your favorite, and I'll answer my least favorite. Yeah, there we go. I like that. Yeah, yeah perfect, perfect. All right, this has been the Sober Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by Sober. We'll be back next week with our favorite and least favorite whales. But also, if there are any topics you'd like us to discuss, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Andrew M. Laird. Uh, you can find Andy at ablack86, also available in the Sober Discord, probably with similar names. So just find us that way. Andy, good stuff. And I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. See you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.